the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis fueled by Lucky Station With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. A tornado touchdown on Saturday, packing winds as high as 130 miles per hour in the Midwest. The National Weather Service says the EF2 twister traveled for about a half a mile in Geronimo, Oklahoma. The town is located about 80 miles southwest of the capital, Oklahoma City. Officials say the twister damaged two homes and hospitalized one injured person as a precaution. That is correspondent Andrew Stewart. Egyptian officials say that a roadside bomb is at a tourist bust near the Giza pyramids. They say Sunday's blast has wounded at least 17 people, including tourists. There are uh, tensions escalating between the U.S. and Iran, and there are new security concerns for jets that are flying over the Persian Gulf. More details at srnnews.com. Hugh Hewitt just wants to move on. The subpoena of Donald Trump Jr. by the Senate Intelligence Committee. I am a pretty vociferous critic of that subpoena. It, it is wholly unnecessary. He's not a member of the government. And it's over. They have a lawyering dispute going on, but the rest of the country is so ready to, if I may borrow a phrase from the 90s, move on. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. We're dealing with a high of 45 degrees and a low of 36 today here in the Twin Cities. Showers throughout the day, maybe some patchy fog later this evening and the best and longest conservative news talk show is right here on the patriot join mitch berg and brad carlson of the northern alliance radio network every saturday and sunday afternoon at 1 p.m each week the narn brings you the best in local political and conservative news talk it's the narn each saturday and sunday 1 to 3 p.m right here on the patriot speaking of the narn hour two brad carlson show starts right now stand by for the northern alliance radio network and go launch sequence Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go, go flight. flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM Club and Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Feel free to do so using hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And if you'd like to check out our Facebook page, feel free to do so. Just do a search for Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like, and uh, you'll keep uh, up on all of the activities we have going on surrounding the Narn. But regardless, we appreciate you tuning in because, again, we recently celebrated our 15th anniversary 
of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest. Yes. That deserves a round of applause. I didn't even, I didn't even have to do the Jeb Bush please clap. Uh, anyhow, we are celebrating, like I say, just more than 15 years, and uh, it is dominating local talk radio, not just political talk, any talk radio of any kind in the weekends. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is uh, far and above the best. We're often imitated, never duplicated, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And looking forward to seeing some of our listeners uh, coming up next week at the Dr. Sebastian Gorka event. Yeah, we you'll, you're hearing commercials about it here on the station. We'll talk a little bit more about it this hour, that is for sure. But I want to get into a uh, discussion from some national news this past week. And uh, the state of Alabama, you likely have heard, has passed a rather restrictive uh, abortion law. Uh, it was uh, signed into law by Governor Kay Ivey this past week. And I'll read a, uh, see, I had it up on my browser here. Yeah, here it is. It was, this is from an AP story. Alabama's new law restricting abortion in nearly every circumstance has moved one of the polarizing issues in American politics to the center of the 2020 presidential campaign. The state's legislation, the toughest of several anti-abortion measures that have passed recently, with the only exception being a serious risk to the women's to the woman's health, prompted an outcry from Democratic presidential candidates who warned that conservatives were laying the groundwork to undermine the landmark Roe v. Wade decision. The White House, meanwhile, didn't comment on the Alabama bill signed into law Wednesday by Republican Governor Kay Ivey as President Donald Trump tries to balance his conservative base uh, against the potential of antagonizing women who were already who are already skeptical of his presidency. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I'm going to look this up right now because I believe the president late last evening or sometime today uh, commented on the uh, what you call it, the uh, abortion bill. Um, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, here it is. This was um, last evening at about 8.37 Central Time from President Trump's uh, Twitter feed. Uh, let me click on the entire thread. As most people know, and for those who would like to know, I am strongly pro-life with the three exceptions, rape, incest, and protecting the life of the mother, the same position taken by Ronald Reagan. We've come very far in the last two years with 105 wonderful new federal judges, many more to come, two great new Supreme Court justices, the Mexico City city policy, and a whole new and positive attitude about the right to life. The radical left, with late-term abortion and worse, is imploding on this issue. We must stick together and win for life in 2020. If we are foolish and do not stay united as one, all of our hard-fought gains for life can and will rapidly disappear. Uh, I think from a political standpoint, the president is, is definitely on to something there. Because, well, let, let's just go back a little bit. There's, there's so much to unpack on this issue, and I'm probably going to take the entire hour to talk about the different facets of the life issue. Because I, well, first, just for the record, I am uh, very pro-life, and I don't support abortion under any circumstances whatsoever. Now, that's just you know, my personal standpoint. Uh, I'm not interested in uh, legislation per se. I've always been of the mindset that, hey, if abortion is the law of the land, 
then we as in the pro-life community really need to emphasize changing hearts and minds. And upon doing that, even take it a step further because I've met young ladies personally who were, who became pregnant. You know, it wasn't planned, but it happens. And they weren't ready to be moms. They just weren't, whether, you know, for myriad reasons, the couple young ladies I met, for instance, were still teenagers. And it's like, we still want to go to college and do all these things. We're not ready to be parents, but we don't want to abort the child. And so therefore, they were went through an adoption agency up in uh, North Dakota, Christian Family Life Services, which my wife and I actually looked into many years ago. And they offered support to help them through their pregnancies, not only deliver the child and find the child a loving home, but also there's aftercare. Because even though the child was born alive and given up for adoption, there is still a tremendous bond that is developed between the mother and the child. And as a result, even though the child is given up for adoption to a loving home, loving family, there is still an emotional component to it. There's still a tremendous loss that the young lady feels. And so we in the pro-life community, that's an aspect we really have to emphasize, is it's one thing to support them during their pregnancy and to make the it's a, I'm sorry, it is a tough, it is a difficult decision. Some may look at it as cut and dried. It's like, well, that's a human life growing inside the womb. All human life deserves dignity and a chance at life. And I agree 100% with that. But this idea that it's not, that it isn't an anguishing decision for a young lady to choose between abortion and carrying the baby to full term and then either raising the child herself or giving up for adoption, that's a difficult decision. It absolutely is. And so, you know, I've never been in a position where it's affected me personally. Okay, obviously because I can't give birth, but a woman with whom I've been involved, that's never been an issue for me. So I, 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 I understand that. But it's still a difficult decision to not go ahead and, you know, some say take the easy way out. I don't think that isn't the easy way out, to be honest, going through an abortion. I don't. Because... I've seen the other side of that, too. When that happens, again, there's a loss suffered. There is a bond between the, the mother and the child. And that's why there has been an emphasis on some pro-life legislation. It's like, okay, abortion is the law of the land. We get that. But if a young lady is going in uh, for medical care, you know, say, uh, preparation for the abortion, we believe that she should at least see the ultrasound so that they know what they're giving up as a human life. And a lot of pro-choicers push back against that for obvious reasons, because it kind of deflates their entire argument that it's just a clump of cells or it's a fetus, right? And this is another aspect of this debate I'm going to get into later on about how changing, calling something something else as a euphemism for human life doesn't change the fact that it's a human life. Okay, Calling a clump of cells a a fetus doesn't change the fact that it is eventually going to grow into a viable human being and that somehow we shouldn't protect that life. So yeah, I'll I'll get into that a little bit later on. But as I, you know, I support an organization uh, called Save the Storks and what they do is 
they go around the country in what they call uh, basically um, mobile pregnancy centers with equipped with an ultrasound and visit pregnant young women and provide ultrasound services and show them what they're giving up and in hopes of changing hearts and minds. And if ultimately a young lady changes her mind about having an abortion, then this is an organization that helps them through this particular situation because, of course, there's going to be medical care involved for a pregnant woman, you know, periodic doctor visits, you know, ultrasounds to ensure that the, the baby is, is coming, the pregnancy is progressing just fine. And then being able to give the aspiring mother some tips on how to be sure that the baby remains healthy and then to have as, as easy a preg- pregnancy and ultimately birth as possible. And SaveTheStorks.com is the website, and it's, and it's an organization, again, I support. I've, um, I actually talked to a representative uh, from that organization a couple years ago when I filled in on AM 980 KKMS. Occasionally I fill in on our sister station, the Christian station, Twin Cities Christian Voice, and I talked to a representative from that organization it's a couple years ago now. And I so uplifted by everything they do, and it's like this is, this is something we need. If this is the law of the land, abortion, then this is an organization that is going to work to support these young ladies. And I don't believe in shaming young lady. I don't believe in making her regret her decision. Okay, she's got enough mental anguish to deal with in the aftermath as it is. So this idea that I'm going to demand a young lady carry to term a baby that was conceived in incest or rape, I'm sorry. Even though I'm a Christian and I cherish all life, I have a tough time with that. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit before the show, too, and I'm in the same exact spot as you are. Um, In terms of which side of the aisle I fall on pro-choice or pro-life, I'll admit I'm a little bit on the middle ground, and it's for that exact reason we just stated. If you are a woman who has been raped or you have gotten pregnant in terms of that are not your own, then I can't with any good conscience, no matter my own religious background or anything like that, I, I, I just can't imagine. We were talking about this. We can't imagine being in those situations sure. and talking to those people. I can't even imagine what words would even come out of my mouth. And again, it's just something that you and I will never, ever, ever be able to relate to. Not just um, right. It's just it's just impossible. And I sit here live on these airwaves with without an answer or even without a, I, 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 just, I just don't know what I'd do. Well, and I think this has become such a politically charged issue. And again, we talked about it on this show a lot about the New York law where basically it's abortion on demand, where it can, there are some circumstances where a woman could have an abortion literally right up before she's due to give birth. Right. And again, there's, and the New York law is very vague, but they talk about, you know, whomever is performing the, uh, healthcare, mm-hmm. and I use healthcare in scare quotes because it, to me it never stops being creepy to refer to dismembering a baby as healthcare. I'm sorry, it, that that that's me. Your mileage may vary, but I, I just I can't get past calling killing a, a a human being in this case a viable human being right. healthcare. I can't. And there have been physicians that have gone on the record and have testified and said, look, there are zero circumstances, zero zero point zero zero circumstances where a baby needs to be aborted in the ninth month because the mother's health is in peril. Delivered? Yes. Aborted? No. 
we'll come back and talk a little bit about that. Again, it's a politically charged issue, and kind of both sides of the issue have overplayed their hand in the past few months. And I'm curious to hear from you, the listeners, because obviously I've got a lot of uh, pro-life listeners out there, but there may be some pro-choice listeners too. You all are welcome to call in. Love to hear your input on this. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Our newest on-air host is visiting the Twin Cities for the first time. Join us for Dive In, dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka at Minnesota Zoo's Discovery Bay on June 15th. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. Varicose and spider veins. What a gift from my mom. She had them and I got them. Not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? That was it. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors at Vein Clinics of America have been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced vein treatment center in the U.S. The best part is, Vein Clinics of America is coming to the Twin Cities this spring, and most insurance is accepted. So if you have tired, swollen, and painful legs, or suffer from embarrassing varicose and spider veins like I did, you can now get world-class treatment for your legs right here in the Twin Cities at Vein Clinics of America. To learn more about location openings, call 800-593-4411. 800-593-4411. That's 800-593-4411. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. Their prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low you can't find these fares published anywhere. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, they can help you get there cheaply and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call right now for the lowest travel prices anywhere and for great last-minute travel deals, too. Call right now. 800-708-3091. 800-708-3091. 800-708-3091. That's 800-708-3091. Do you have insurance on your savings just like you have insurance on your home and your car? Let Online Trading Academy teach you how to protect your nest egg. In our free investing class, you will learn how to use your money to make money, create income, and to protect what is yours. Call us today by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Right now, Lucky's make any purchase and pick up a free two liter of any Pepsi product. Whether it's two cents or $200, it doesn't matter what you spend. Just mention AM 1280 The Patriot and get a free two liter soda. Visit luckystations.com to find a station near you. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. I am the closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. 
You can check out my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, in these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He's heard Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of The Narn. I am the closer, closing out programming every weekend, Sundays, 1 to 3. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Continue our discussion, excuse me, on the abortion uh, debate taking place. It has really ramped up this past week when Alabama passed one of the toughest anti-abortion measures in the country. Uh, Republican Governor Kay, Kay Ivey signed it into law, uh, basically where there are no abortions in pretty much in any circumstance other than the uh, medical care of the mother or the, uh, in the mother's health and danger, I should say. Uh, very restrictive. And in, all, and in her signing statement, uh, Governor Ivey had basically indicated that this was put into place in an effort to bring the matter before the Supreme Court, because undoubtedly there will be an injunction against this law. It won't allow to be put in play and enforced, and then ultimately the matter will go to sp- the Supreme Court. And this is what uh, I guess a lot of pro-lifers were gearing up for, to get this to the Supreme Court and possibly have the Supreme Court overturn Roe versus Wade. I mean, this is something, an objective of the uh, of a lot in the pro-life movement for decades. And uh, the pro-life movement is definitely one of the largest sustained movements in politics today. I mean, you look at the March for Life that takes place every January, and the, and the main march, of course, taking place in Washington, D.C., draws literally tens of thousands every year. Okay, I mean, they CNN will do live broadcasting all day. The one time they did the March for Our Lives rally, which was in, I could believe it was March 2018, in response to the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, and basically it was a big gun grabbing march. Uh, thousands showed up at this Washington D.C. march, and then there were other cities that held their own March for Our Lives rallies too, and that got wall-to-wall media coverage. But the pro-life community does their protest every year and it outdraws that so uh you know i think it's uh i think it's safe to say that it is definitely a very powerful movement and they just do it for because it's a very to them it's a worthwhile cause and it's thinking of someone other than themselves and they don't get a lot of money right it's not it's not you know for all, and that's classic projection from a lot of these progressive organizations, particularly the gun-grabbing organizations. Well, we can't make any headway in, in, in gun laws because uh, we're out, because the NRA you know, funds these Republicans. Well, first of all, it's minuscule in, a, in comparison to what the abortion lobby, specifically NARAL and Emily's List and Planned Parenthood, what they give Democrat politicians. So, But that's, but that's an aside. Uh, we do have a call... On line one, then we want to get to this segment. Uh, Alex from Minneapolis. Alex, thank you for calling the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I liked your show. Thank you. Um, uh, well, here, here's a quick story because I don't want to get too 
too mushy about it is I had a daughter who had an abortion. I didn't agree with it, but, you know, I'm not going to walk away from her in these times. So I, it was about six years ago. So I was there for her and she went through with it and it, she struggled with it since then, you know, and, and I've struggled with it too. So it just, it certainly should impact the woman. I, I understand that, but it impacts other people who have to be there for them. And I just wanted to give you that perspective. Yeah, we appreciate that uh, call, Alex. Thank you very much. And yeah, I this this is not unlike other testimonials we have heard, and you're exactly right. It impacts the other family members because when they see a family member suffer a loss, it obviously affects them deeply. And Alex, obviously, given that it was your daughter giving birth, that was a, a grandchild of yours. So I certainly understand that. So I, I, I don't imagine that was very easy to share, but we appreciate that uh, testimonial nonetheless. Uh I I have a feeling that this Alabama abortion law is going to have the same impact on the pro-choice community that the New York law had on the pro-life community because the response to the to the law in New York where it was basically abortion on demand and then the proposed law in Virginia where you had Governor Northam making these shocking comments about a baby being born after a botched abortion and then keeping it comfortable and then deciding what to do from there. Okay? And the pro-choice community was taken aback when conservatives said, my God, Governor Northam, who claims to be pediatrician, is basically saying if they decide not to give the baby medical care, just let it die there. And President Trump went even further and called it an execution. That may be a bridge too far for, for me, but um, letting a baby die and... Executing a kid, uh, as Alexander DeSanctis has said, I don't know that that's the game-changing moral distinction that you think it is. Yes, let's limit suffering in any capacity if this kind of stuff is going to be happening. And that's all I got to say. Yeah, and and I think the pro-life community, in response to how far the pro-abortion folks were taking this, it mobilized them. And as a result, you had these laws that were being passed in a lot of these states that were called heartbeat bills, where a an infant's heartbeat, you know, fetus, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, I know for some who want to dehumanize it, they want to call it a clump of cells, whatever, uh, there is a heartbeat detected at six weeks. And so a lot of these states are passing what they call heartbeat bills, Georgia was the latest, was one of the latest ones that Governor Brian Kemp finally signed it into law, where once a heartbeat is detected, that an abortion will be outlawed. And, you know, that is something that I guess if seen on an ultrasound is going to resonate with people and you're told, okay, see that there, that's that's the baby's heartbeat. Okay, it is going to progress into a fully viable human being outside the womb. So, Jason, yeah, I'm sorry. You had right, but the tough part with that one, though, is that how many people actually know that they're pregnant six weeks in? You know what I mean? I mean, sure, there's going to be, like, symptoms and stuff like that. You might have some warning sickness, some other physical indications. But, man, I just I, I hear from a lot of, you know, friends and family who have had children over the last few years, and they just had – and we normally, like, they tell the family, like, maybe around, like, 10 weeks or something like that. Sure. And, like, there's plenty of situations where they find out they're pregnant, pregnant literally just a couple weeks ago. So it's just – that six-week one is pretty tough, but um, 
No, I'll leave it to leave it at that. It is, uh, and I and I think obviously, you know, they they people were doing the basic math. You know, after a young lady, you know, has her monthly, and say if she's notices that she's even a week late, then that's you know at be, at most five weeks uh, into her pregnancy at most. If she were to say get, you know, I don't want to get too graphic, but I'm just. I'm just talking facts here. If they get pregnant immediately after their monthly is complete, then they realize that they're late for their next one. That's, you know, could be as at most five weeks. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. That certainly is uh, a difficult one. But again, this is what a lot of these pro-abortion people are doing in order to dehumanize the baby inside is they aren't calling it a heartbeat. In fact, there was a, there was some, uh, website, I forget what, is saying, well, don't call it a heartbeat anymore. Call it fetal pole cardio activity. As if that somehow is going to lessen the impact of seeing a heartbeat. Oh, that's not a heartbeat. That's uh, that's fetal pole cardio activity. Yeah, call it whatever you want, people. But I just it drives me nuts when people come up with names for things that mean the same thing. And the only reason we have given this new title is to protect people's feelings or just interest and just that that bothers me can we just call what it is but if yeah that's my point if you have to do that if you have to resort to calling a baby in the womb a fetus or a clump of cells or call their heartbeat a you know fetal pole cardio activity what does that tell you that tells you that you have to dehumanize it in order to justify an abortion okay so you're quasi acknowledging well, that's a human being in there. So when we're getting to the political aspect of this, and again, uh, Bethany Mandel, who's been on the program before talking about a, a different subject, uh, she wrote a piece for The Forward. And she's exactly right. From a political standpoint, uh, abortion extremists on both sides are overplaying their hand. Now, we talked about the um, the New York law that was signed into law by Governor Andrew Cuomo, and the one that was uh, proposed by... Why am I hearing music? Is it time? Oh, my gosh. I'm no, not we, even paying no, attention we, to the clock. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm gonna have to come back to this. Uh, Bethany Mandel wrote a great piece at the Forward about abortion extremists on both sides overplaying their hands. We're going to talk about that when we come back right here at AM 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, the closer. I'll pay better attention to the clock next time. I promise. Go nowhere. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. So proud to be associated with the Mike Murphy team with EXP Realty. And with us is Sharon Murphy. So great to have you here, Sharon. Well, thanks, Lee. We're excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. So tell us, what makes EXP Realty so different? Well, EXP is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many other real estate agents. Who can blame them? We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you'll speak to me or my husband, Mike, not an inexperienced team member. That's great. So how do we get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. So if you're thinking of selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty, 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. 
I am Welby Torres, owner and lead tech at AirTech Automotive. When a job well done is out of here and you see this customer's face lit up, you can't, you can't fake that. And that's a satisfaction to me. What am I working for? To treat every car like I treat mine. At ADP, we're designing a better way to work so you can achieve what you're working for. HR, talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Learn more at design.adp.com. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. He arrived right at noon to get the toilet in shape. When all of a sudden, their dog Hershey escaped. And rather than stand there flat on his feet... He set down his tools and chased her down the street. He's your Benjamin Franklin plumber, and he's a true legend. 952-933-8888. Save $200 on water heaters. Dogs love warm baths, too. Welcome back, AM 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Back with another segment on the broadcast. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARN Show. Continuing our discussion on the abortion issue, I've teased this piece long enough, so I'm going to get to it. Again, uh, Bethany Mandel at Forward.com wrote about how Abortion extremists on both sides are overplaying their hands. We talked about the New York law and the one that was proposed in Virginia, basically abortion on demand up to uh, close to giving birth. But Bethany also makes the point that the pro-life side is currently engaged in a major overcorrection. The female governor of Alabama just signed the most restrictive law on abortion in the country, making it illegal to obtain an abortion in the state after six weeks gestation. In other words, only two weeks after a missed period. So, that, Jason, that's kind of what we're talking okay, about the last segment. Uh, a doctor guilty of performing an abortion in the state would face life imprisonment. Um, that's not correct. I'll, I'll, that's a myth. I will talk about that later this segment, but that's one of the misconceptions of this bill. I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, even for prominent pro-life individuals like myself, editor of the resurgent Eric Erickson, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Bloomberg's Ramesh Panuru, and Fox News and Town Hall commentator Guy Benson, the removal of the rape and incest exceptions is a bridge too far. While I am personally of the belief that life begins with the start of a heartbeat, I agree with Panuru that incrementalism is a better strategy to build a culture more open and accepting of pro-life beliefs. 
In short, the Alabama law is too much, too fast. Indeed, that was its point. For many pro-life advocates, the law isn't about changing minds. It's about revenge. A status update from a pro-life activist friend on Facebook crystallized this point nicely. To everyone gasping over the Missouri and Alabama laws, this is what happens when politicians in New York, Virginia, and other places decide to enact extremist laws that do little to protect the innocent. This is the response. Okay, I, I understand that line of thinking. It's not one I would employ, but I understand that when New York passes a law like it did and Virginia merely proposes an extreme law like it did, I understand really wanting to get into the fight, but I'm not sure this politically is the reaction. Again, as a pro-life advocate, I'm still of the mindset, and I always will be of the mindset of changing hearts and minds, because as a child of God, I you know, love others as as God loved us, pure and simple. And yeah, we're, we're, we're sinful human beings, and we're going to do things that fly in the face of, of God's Word, but shaming that person... Uh, is not helpful because God will never leave us nor forsake us, nor should we leave those people as well. We do have a call on line one, Martin in St. Anthony. Hey, Martin, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, uh, yeah, I've been listening for a while, and I finally got the number here, but uh, <clears throat> you realize that uh, nationally we ha- do not have a law. We have a court decision. Yep. There's a big difference. Yep. Yeah, so you got to point that out. Yes, Congress sir. and the president make law. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and that doesn't seem to get pointed out enough. I mean, we have this court decision, which was made by, if we, if we, if we only needed to do that, then we could dispense with Congress and the president and put uh, 15, 20 guys in robes and, you know, <laughs> do it that way. Well, you're exactly but, right. I think, I think the Roe v. Wade law, and, and again, that's one that has for years has said, you know, this needs to get kicked back because it's, it's number one, it's the decision is as well past its time. But secondly, they looked at it as a constitutional issue, as like, look, a procedure like an abortion is protected. I believe the argument they made was by the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. Again, that's got to come up for a review, certainly, but I don't know that these laws that were currently being passed is the best way to, to overturn that. I guess we'll soon find out. Right, right. No, no, it will, but uh, initially uh, they uh, kind of bent over backwards and uh, figured out something, pulled it out of the Constitution to make it a court decision, uh, but technically, uh, if it's going to be a law, it would have to go through the through the Congress nationally. You're exactly right. I appreciate the call, Martin. Thanks so much. And, and I'm glad, you know, it's interesting you brought that up. That's also how same-sex marriage kind of came into play, because you remember a lot of these states passed uh, bans of same-sex marriage, and the court in 2015, Supreme Court, overturned those bans, and all of a sudden, gay marriage is the law of the land. It's like, wait a minute, no law was passed. You're just nullifying these state laws. How all of a sudden is it legal? What law was passed? So, yeah, and, and to Martin's point, they kind of seem to bend over backwards to make some sort of legal precedent. Uh, so, like I say, this, and again, in her signing statement of this abortion law, Governor Kay Ivey of Alabama had basically said as much. The goal is to get Roe v. Wade to the Supreme Court in hopes that they overturn it. And i am always been a big fan of states' rights, you know, how we talk about states being in each a laboratory of democracy. And if you don't like the law in Alabama or Georgia, then you know, go live in for Virginia or New York, you know, where something is more amenable to your to your worldview. I'm a you know big fan of states' rights from that standpoint. But anyways, I appreciate the input on that.
Uh, I want to take issue because uh, uh, you know Bethany Mandel in her piece at the Forward brought up a, a doctor guilty of performing abortion in Alabama would face life imprisonment if this law will be allowed to stand. And uh, I think they talk specific. Um, <coughs> excuse me. There was a live action, which is a uh, staunch pro-life organization. Check them out, liveaction.org. They had nine. They had nine myths surrounding the abortion law that they wanted to debunk, and one of the claims was how doctors would receive ninety-nine years in prison if convicted under this new law, and that is false. As with any felony, the law provides a range of punishment options. According to local media, under the law, performing an abortion would be considered a Class A felony, which carries a sentence of life or 10 to 99 years in prison. Well, Section 7 says this act shall not apply to a physician performing a termination of a pregnancy or assisting in performing a termination of a pregnancy due to a medical emergency. A legal site explains how the state organizes felonies. The state of Alabama organizes felony crimes into three levels, Class A, Class B, and Class C felonies. Class A felonies include crimes that are considered the most serious, while Class B and C crimes are less serious. Every felony offense in Alabama is punishable by at least one year in one day in a state prison. Depending on the circumstances of the crime and its severity level, a felony conviction can result in a wide range of sentences. So, you know, technically, a doctor could face imprisonment, but life imprisonment, um, that's not unequivocally the case. Uh, Bob from Shoreview is on line one. Hey, Bob, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi. Um, I, I'm someone who didn't want children until my premature baby daughter died in my arms. Mm. My wife and I lost the baby girl, and she was born three months premature. She lived only two hours, and I got to hold her in my arms as she was dying. And up to this point, I didn't think of her as a fully human being. But while while I was holding her, to my amazement, she reached out and wrapped her tiny fingers around my thumb, almost as if trying to hold on uh, onto life itself. She wrapped her fingers around my thumb as if to say, I want to live, you know, please don't let me die. And I never felt so powerless. But before this experience, I didn't want children. And afterwards, it affected me so deeply. It changed me and opened my eyes to the reality of how precious every human life is. She didn't become human in just the short time that it took for her to move from uh, the womb, you know, and come out into the world sure. and to know that they're aborting babies three months later than this mm. makes me feel sick. Um, the, you know, the loss hadn't fully hit me until I was talking about this to a grief counselor on another talk show. Mm -hmm. And, and then she asked me directly, what was your daughter's name? And at that point, I got so choked up, I could hardly answer. Yeah, can't um, imagine. This wise, this wise lady knew that someone who's grieving over such a deep loss has to personalize the experience and humanize the baby in order to, to fully express their grief and sorrow. Yeah, we appreciate the call, Bob. Thanks so much. And uh, i, I got to tell you, the folks who are calling in with these very uh, poignant stories, uh, I, I, 
I don't know that I'd have the courage that you do to call in and, and, and share that very public story. Bob, I can't tell you how much uh, we appreciate you sharing with us, uh, as difficult as it may have been, and uh, even these many years later, how many every years later it's been, we are very, very deeply sorry for your loss, and and I'm glad that you're able to you know convey this and uh, be a testimonial to uh, uh, to this uh, to this difficult time. And yeah, and to bounce off Bob's point, this is what a lot in the pro-abortion community do is they dehumanize it. Whereas when Bob, in dealing with his grief, was asked to humanize it, and that makes it difficult, certainly. But it's the only way one's going to endure their grief. And uh, so, yeah, this is. Uh, no question, a tough issue. Forty plus years later, and uh, it's more polarizing now than it than it's ever been. I don't think there's there's any doubt about it. Uh, I do want to get to a piece that David French wrote at National Review. We've been talking a lot about Alabama's law. Well, Georgia's law, there was also some chanting points, particularly by Hollywood celebrities, because Hollywood utilizes Georgia a lot for on location films. You know, they film there because I guess I guess there's significant tax breaks for filming in the state of Georgia. Well, apparently Hollywood has a lot of high profile Hollywood directors, celebrities, what have you, said they will no longer excuse me, film or be a part of any film project that takes place in Georgia because of this law, the heartbeat bill. And David French's piece lays it out. No, Georgia's heartbeat bill won't imprison women who have abortions. See, this is another chanting point that's also been out there. I mean, the left and the media coverage deliberately obfuscating the te- the this text of these bills, saying, oh my gosh, doctors will be imprisoned for life, women will have to go to jail, oh my God, what if they miscarry, they won't be able to prove they miscarry, and yet they'll still be sent to jail? No, that is that that is unequivocally false. And David French lists some periodicals saying this. Business Insider says women could get up to 30 years in prison for having a miscarriage under Georgia's harsh new abortion law. Slate says Georgia just criminalized abortion. Women who terminate their pregnancies would receive life in prison. The Week says Georgia's heartbeat abortion bill could imprison women for life. Glamour says women who have an abortion in Georgia could be sentenced to life in prison. <coughs> Excuse me, but David French points out this is fundamentally wrong. The heartbeat bill did not repeal a number of Georgia criminal statutes that explicitly apply to abortions and unborn children, and it does not overrule controlling legal authority holding that these statutes bar prosecution of a woman for terminating her own pregnancy. Let's walk through these statutes in the key case. First, there is a specific code section that applies to unlawful abortions. Georgia Code Section 16-12-140 states that a person commits the offense of criminal abortion when, in violation of Code 16-12-141, he or she administers any medicine, drugs, or other substance, whatever, to any woman, or when he or she uses any instruments or other means, whatever, upon any woman with intent to produce a miscarriage or abortion. Section B, a person convicted of the offense of criminal abortion shall be punished by imprisonment for not less than one nor more than 10 years. Now, Code Section 16-12-141 is the exact section that was amended to include the heartbeat provision. If a person performs an abortion in violation of the heartbeat bill, then Code Section 16-12-140 applies. It does not impose life imprisonment on anybody, and Georgia counts, or excuse me, and Georgia courts 
have held that it does not apply to a woman who self-terminates only the third parties who perform an abortion. In Hillman v. State, the Court of Appeals of Georgia rejected the prosecution's effort to imprison a woman who shot herself in the stomach to kill her unborn child. Interpreting Section 16-12-140, it said this statute is written in the third person, clearly indicating that at least two actors must be involved. Accordingly, it does not criminalize a pregnant woman's actions in securing abortion, regardless of the means utilized. Now, I understand not a lot of people have the attention span to read an entire bill legislation. I mean, just these statutes itself I cited, it's not an easy read. But if we're just going to scroll through these bills like we scroll through the terms of service agreement on our iTunes, all right, you're going to put out misinformation, and it's going to be perpetuated out there, and it's going to cause a big frenzy. Okay, I'll agree politically that a lot of these bills are very polarizing, but if we're not going to have a discussion and instead throw out these this hyperbole, then it's never the issue is never going to get resolved, and it's going to continue to roll on like this. So, uh, like I said, this is uh, this is brewing up for a court fight. How that will turn out, well, that certainly remains to be seen. We've got one more segment this hour coming up. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. Again, one final segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM1280, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, Varicose and spider veins. What a gift from my mom. She had them and I got them. Not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and hated the way my legs looked. 
When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? That was it. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors at Vein Clinics of America have been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced vein treatment center in the U.S. The best part is, Vein Clinics of America is coming to the Twin Cities this spring, and most insurance is accepted. So if you have tired, swollen, and painful legs, or suffer from embarrassing varicose and spider veins like I did, you can now get world-class treatment for your legs right here in the Twin Cities at Vein Clinics of America. To learn more about location openings, call 800-593-4411. 800-593-4411. That's 800-593-4411. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty the Patriot. I heard your record on the telephone. Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast. Went a little long this last segment, but let's face it, every segment I kind of went over. I almost missed my uh, hard break at 2.30. All of a sudden, I'm hearing music. Why am I hearing music? Oh, that's the hard break. Like and and normally, say. you're fine with this kind of stuff. <laughs> normally, I don't have to tell you. I don't need to do a cue like a one-minute or a two-minute cue. You're usually on top of this, but I hopefully, I'm hoping this isn't going to be a trend. No, no. I, I guess I got so ingrained in this discussion, and, and I literally could have taken the entire two hours uh, on this because it is such a, a, a polarizing issue I don't think there's any doubt about it, but I, I think what I'm really what the stunning bias that the media has shown in this issue, and it shouldn't be surprising, but it's still somewhat jarring that it was wall to wall coverage after the Alabama bill passed, and you know you had all of these, um, you know, uh, and it's the same chanting points. You know, 22 men in the Alabama Senate uh, passed to take away a woman's right to choose. None of them has a uterus, and it's like. They all missed the key fact. Uh, number one, this Alabama legislation was drafted by Representative Terry Collins, a woman. It was signed into law by Governor Kay Ivey, woman. And if you go to any pro-life rally, the predominant gender at these pro-life rallies are, wait for it, wait for it, women. So unless you would be okay with minority women Signing into law, passing and signing into law, abortion legislation, uh, pro-life legislation. Uh, I don't really take your outrage that seriously, because if you're pro-abortion, what does it matter who's who's voting yay or nay? I mean, again, if it was 22 minority women all voting yay on pro-life legislation, would that make you feel better about it? Because I got to tell you, if you go to a pro-life rally. The, mo- the most staunch advocates are women. And guess who are voting f- for pro-life politicians, male or female? It's women. Okay? So you you can, if you want to argue on the merits of abortion or not, do so. But all this other stuff is just noise. And the media coverage of this, you know, it had on the cryon, you know, uh, doctors or women could be imprisoned for miscarrying, you know, and of course it's these little sound bites that, that cause a bunch of uh, emotional reactions. And that's their intention because big media, it's a big business and they have a lot of money invested in keeping people angry. There's no doubt about it. So uh, I guess just one other thing regarding this, the only time the media even covered the radical New York law or the fact that all Democrats in the U.S. Senate didn't even take a vote on 
whether or not to provide medical care for an infant that was born out of a botched abortion. The only time the media even reporting uh, reported on that, they were reporting on the conservative reaction to the New York bill or to the fact Senate Democrats, none of them could even vote, yes, we will provide medical care to a baby that's born as a result of a, uh, of a botched abortion. That's the only time the media really gave it any coverage is over the conservative outrage. You know, the conservatives pounce or conservatives seize on abortion legislation or, as they call it, pro-choice legislation or health care leg- or women's health care legislation. And again, I've said it at the outset and I'll say it again. Dismembering a baby in the womb and calling it health care never stops being creepy to me. Your mileage may vary, but that's kind of how I look at it. So. I guess the lesson here is there's going to be a lot to talk about in the 2020 campaign because this was made a central issue of this campaign. And President Trump, again, via Twitter, issued his feelings on this after he was conspicuously silent on the issue for a couple of days. And you know what? Kudos to President Trump. It was one of the rare times where he seemed to be a bit judicious before he blasted something out there on Twitter. That's not his strong suit. Okay, being deliberate, being judicious, being uh, discreet. Not a strong suit, but on this issue he did, and, and kudos to him for it. So uh, regardless, whomever his Democrat opponent is, this is going to be an issue in the uh, 2020 campaign. So buckle up, I guess. AM 12, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. As always, I've enjoyed it, ladies and gentlemen. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. As leftist waves of false accusations, radical policy, and fake news continue to crash on shore, it's up to us to prevent our American values from eroding away. Join us in keeping the Twin Cities right and welcoming to town our newest on-air host. Dive in. Dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka is a -a one-of-a-kind event at Minnesota Zoo's gorgeous Discovery Bay, a unique space surrounded by a million gallons of water full of jellyfish, sharks, and all sorts of sea life. Immerse yourself in intelligent conversation about the heated 2020 presidential race, Dr. Gorka's time on staff at the White House, religious liberty, and much more. Dive in. Dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka arrives at port on Saturday, June 15th. This is an exclusive event and seating is limited. Swim over to am1280thepatriot.com today. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot, and it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I, I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with Relief Factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen... Now you don't have to with Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. Message and data rates may apply.
Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real natural hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE22 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE22 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-22 to 85850. AM Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.